Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Continuing now with our focus on Facebook and what to do about the problems it's creating. I'm joined now by Brad Shear, a lawyer specializing in digital privacy, social media, and cybersecurity. You can find him online at Shearlaw.com. Brad, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us about this. And let's start with the allegations made by Facebook whistleblower Frances Howden, what was in the internal documents that she made public, and what she alleged in her complaints against Facebook to the Securities and Exchange Commission. What stands out to you about all of that? Hey, thanks for having me. Well, at first glance, when you you take a look at everything that's uh, out there from her allegations, it sounds like there's a lot of troubling things out there, but when you start to go through the nitty gritty, um, it sounds like there's more troubling things from a morality standpoint than a legal perspective. So that's the big question here is that where is the real meat as far as um, Facebook violating potential securities laws or potentially violating their FTC consent decree? And so until there's more information that comes out, it's really hard to determine if Facebook has any type of potential legal liability here. If Facebook was saying, as they had been for the past couple of years, that they didn't have any kind of evidence that their products were more harmful than other social media products to kids or the general public, yet they had research based on these internal documents that showed the opposite would that potentially be a problem for them, a legal problem? That, that's really hard to tell right now because we don't know the full extent of all the information that they have. Okay. Um, right now, we just know what has been leaked. And, and a lot of companies, they do all sorts of internal testing on their products and services. And just because a company has information that says that, um, hey, our product or service might create some... Um, mental health issues or negative um, challenges for our kids or for other members of our society doesn't mean that the actual uh, product or service is illegal. It just means that there are some major ethical issues to consider here. And so that's the big question as far as um, this goes, is that do we want to hold them accountable for ethical lapses or is there some real meat as far as a violation of the law? Obviously, it looks like the next step here could include some form of congressional oversight or the implementation of new regulations. I know Francis Howden recommended creating a carve-out to Section 230 involving algorithms. I don't really know exactly how that would work. And, and then you also have the potential for some antitrust measures that could be taken against Facebook. When you take a look at potential actions that could be taken against these social media platforms and, and big tech in general— what makes the most sense to you? I think something will happen here. What exactly happens, I'm not sure, but this is what people have to remember. Section 230 of the CDA really has been a boom for the digital economy because it was literally created to basically protect various internet service platforms from being legally responsible for defamatory statements that people put on their um, platform. So, for example, right. in the old school American Online uh, bulletin board, if 
someone said something um, that was defamatory against someone else, there really wasn't a reason to hold America Online um, accountable. And now with Facebook, I mean, can you imagine the types of lawsuits out there um, suing Facebook because someone said something that was defamatory against someone else? So while there's a lot of criticism for Section 230 of the CDA, it has allowed the Internet economy to grow. And so from a le- uh, regulatory standpoint, it's hard to really figure out what would be the best way to balance changing 230 of the CDA. However, what they can do is look into trying to make um, algorithms more transparent and accountable. And also, as far as from an antitrust perspective, trying to look more closely at various acquisitions. So for years, Facebook has bought Instagram, then they bought WhatsApp. So one potential avenue would be to make sure that um, you don't, when, when companies want to acquire other, when large tech companies such as Facebook want to acquire smaller apps, um, does it really make sense from a societal standpoint to allow that to occur? And so those are some issues that, that we can take a look at. And then also from a targeted advertising perspective. Now, do we want to update the current law in place, which is something called COPPA, the Children's um, Online Privacy Protection Act? And, and what that date basically does is it, it bans targeted advertising for kids who are under uh, the age of 13. So do we want to raise maybe the age limit? to make it uh, 15, 16, or up to 18, or, or do we want to do something along those lines just to kind of freshen up the, the rules and regulations and or um, basically empower the FTC, the Federal Trade um, Commission, to give them more authority over some of these platforms in um, trying to police what's going on out there. I'm joined by Brad Shear, who you can find online at shearlaw.com. He specializes in digital privacy, social media, and cybersecurity. When you take a look at these social media companies from a digital privacy standpoint, a cybersecurity standpoint, any of that, what concerns you the most? I think the biggest issue I have out there right now is just the lack of transparency. Um, here, I'll give you an example. Um, on TikTok, I have a mil- over a million followers. My name is Brad Shear. And just yesterday, I did a video on Urban Meyer's um, alleged um, incident out in Ohio. And because I talked about the law um, that he could potentially be um, charged with, potentially um, it was some kind of sexual-based law for the touching, um, The vid- my video about the issue was literally immediately um, banned. And I was able to get it unbanned by appealing it. But what happened was that because of all of these types of um, issues going on out there, meaning that um, there's a lot of pressure on technology companies to crack down on, on potentially scandalous content, my purely legal video talking about a legal issue was initially banned. And that's what, ha- that's what can happen when you start to say, you know what, we need to hold these, these companies more accountable and have them ban content. So... I think we have to be very leery on trying to yeah. uh, ban more content because then we're going to have overregulation, and that's not something that anyone really wants to have to deal with. No, I think you're right about that. Now, Mark Zuckerberg, he's come out with his own suggestions of actions that he thinks would be reasonable to take, and I think you're going to see more of that as Facebook's practices continue to remain in the spotlight and they try to get out from under that microscope. What do you make of their proposals so far? Well, over the last couple of years, Facebook has come out and asked to uh, be regulated. But the challenge is, how are you going to regulate them? And you can't just regulate one company. Whenever you make a law, it's a law for all the companies. Mm -hmm. So you have to have some type of legislation in place or 
Um, if you go the rulemaking authority route with the FTC, you have to make it so the law applies evenly to all the players out there. So, so while one company may be saying we want to be more heavily regulated, you have to take a look at the entire industry and you have to make sure that it properly balances the, um, the, the interests of all involved, not just industry, but also uh, individual consumers and kids and the personal privacy of um, users out there. So you want to make sure that we have added increased uh, privacy protections, um, but you also want to make sure that you don't overregulate so you don't stifle the digital economy. Because think about this, over the last 25 years, we've had some of the biggest, most amazing companies come out of um, our country based upon all of the technology that we've been able to um, foster and utilize based upon some of these old internet laws. I think they just need to be a little freshened up a little bit and to, um, to make them uh, change with the times. And final question for you on the algorithm, because that seems to be at the center of all of this. That is what is driving a lot of the problematic behavior that we're seeing in society Making that more transparent, is that something that a regulation could do? Uh, is that something that a law passed by Congress could do? And I'm assuming that would mean, like you were just alluding to, it wouldn't just be for Facebook. It would be for all of these social media platforms. Exactly. So whenever you pass a law, it has to apply to everyone. And, and so while there might be some concern as far as how are you going to draft a law that deals with algorithmic transparency, I think we need to try. Look, for, for every single company out there, they want to try to find the right algorithm, which basically hooks users to stay on their platform for as long as possible because yep. the companies make money from you staying on the platform, scrolling through the videos. So whether or not we can create some type of algorithmic transparency law, that's a question for for lawmakers and industry to try to figure out and work out. But what we do need to make sure is that we have some better safeguards in place to help better protect the, um, the privacy of our kids and also to protect um, them from potential harms out there. And, and I think we need to sit down and really figure out how to do this this time because we've tried over the last umpteen number yeah. of years to get it done and we just haven't been able to come to an agreement. I think now is the time to, to, to move forward with this. Brad Shear, a lawyer specializing in digital privacy, social media, and cybersecurity, who you can find online at shearlaw.com. Brad, really appreciate the time and insight. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.